With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. One for podcasting. The PSAs you hear on Miller and Condon and iHeartMedia Des Moines are presented in part by Nick Mick. We take care of our own. Now, here's Miller and Condon. Ken Miller. Trent Condon. Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Miller and Condon on a Tuesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. It's Trent Condon and Ken Miller with you for the next couple of hours as we talk sports with you. The BMW of Des Moines guest list looks like this today. We're going to start with our friend Bryden Walton from the CardinalNation.com. Of course, the Cardinals, uh, they are still uh, unable to uh, get back onto the playing field. We'll talk to Brian Walton as how in the world uh, the Cardinals are going to squeeze in as many games as they can in a limited calendar, amongst other things. Brian Walton coming up uh, at 10.25, 10.30 or thereabouts. Mitch Holtis, he's the voice of the Chiefs. Papa John sponsors Mitch Holtis. He joins us every day during training camp. 10.50 uh, for Mitch Holtis today. Who's the Spot who's in the spotlight? Do you remember? Uh you sent me the email. I did, and I and... don't remember who was in, what it was about. Oh, McCole Hardman. Oh yeah, absolutely. He's who, fast. Who watch? He did not as fast as the cheetah. No, they uh, settled it amongst themselves. Love that. It was fun to watch. It was fun to watch uh, on that uh, the Twitter piece, that Twitter video uh, from Saturday. But uh, Mitch Holtis at ten fifty. Then Nate Toit, the president of the Des Moines Buccaneers, going to join us. Get the latest on um, uh, on the Buccaneers, in particular their arena, which was a uh, took a major major hit. So many did uh, a direct hit of the Red Chow. Derek Chow. Derek Chow. Derek Chow. That's what they called the system that went through yesterday. So this year has brought us community spread. Yes. It has brought us social distancing. Mm-hmm. And it has brought us Derek Chow. I think I'm saying it right. Chow. That's the uh, that's what they call the weather pattern. That was a thunderstorm. Well, it was a straight line <laughs> windstorm. I uh, know it's, it's seriously got a name, and it's a name that you hadn't heard of, no. and I hadn't heard of, and 99% of our audience had never heard of until yesterday. I saw it for the first time. I had to look it up, and it started again. In fact, it was trending on my Twitter feed. Oh, it was. When I was able to see my Twitter feed. Which was not very often, I would guess. No. Well, we got power at 10 o'clock last night. Oh, I know you still you. don't, and no. a lot of people don't. I think you know what it is, Trent, and I could be dead wrong. I, I honestly I have no idea, but I'm going to speculate. Why well, haven't done it for 24 years? Why would I stop now? Um, there's a fire station at the end of our street. Yes. Do they get power before you know, some other areas of Ankeny, yeah. right? They're they're higher on the pecking order right. because of that. Yeah. Because on this other side of Otter Creek Golf Course, on the other side of 36, mm-hmm. I think it's Bellagio Circle is the name of the street. Pretty affluent street. Um, 
they don't have power. I when I went on my walk this morning, I could the hum of generators. Oh yeah, absolutely. I, so I, I mean, putting two and two together, mm-hmm. if you have power, why would you run your generator? So that's my theory that we have the we got power because of the fire station. Could be dead wrong. Anyways, so last night uh, we had to make a few decisions. We're packing for a trip. Yes. Which is not easy to do. Right. In general, with the five and Not easy old. for me to do. I mean, you're going to leave me on my own for three days. For yes, yes. You'll be fine. Okay. You'll be able to do it. Yeah. You're used to it. I'm giving you a heads up, something that we not always yes. had, the, both of us. Well, in the past. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but we have breast milk in mm. the freezer. We don't have power. Mm. What do we do? Because that goes bad. It's not something that you can reuse. Right. I saw I saw that question posed on Twitter a lot regarding beer. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> what are we going to do with so, breast milk? My sister lives up the road. Yeah. She did. She lives over by Lutheran Church of Hope. Okay. So she said we have power, so she's got a freezer, not a real big freezer, but we took as much I took as much over as possible. Then I came back here to the station and I dropped off our equipment that last, I used for baseball. Last night? Yeah. And yeah. it was so eerie going through town. Now, where I'm in West Des Moines, no power. Yeah. No power at all anywhere. Right. And going through the streets with no power and no street lights, you got your headlights. Right. But it's different. Yeah. It's so I know. odd. And then coming up here and coming up on Ingersoll and Grand mm-hmm. with what are no the, lights. Was the cleanup in progress or has it... it they were working on it yeah. still, but it's still there were still some branches, some... Yeah. You know, Nothing huge by any means, but there's still stuff out there. Oh, there were when I left yesterday. But then when you get to a stoplight that isn't working, yeah. <laughs> at at this time it was probably ten fifteen, mm-hmm. and nobody's stopping. I mean, no. people just flying through, not a it. care in the world. Don't understand. What are you doing? It's a four way stop, folks. Right. It's very simple. It, well, I thought so until today, and I, I yeah. had the same experience you did. I went home yesterday. I uh, had to let my wife into the house. She didn't have her key with her, and we didn't have power, so she couldn't get in with the garage door. Oh, right. So I uh, get there, and she's standing on our front stoop and hollered at her again for not having her key. Secondly, I took Grand all the way home back to our mm-hmm. place. What a disaster that was, too. So I was like, I'm not sure if I want to get on 235. Huge branches all over the place. It was a crazy, crazy day. We're sitting here, we're watching it in the studio. And it came out of literally nowhere. And and just how impactful uh-huh. is a big storm. And yeah, it's, right. it's raining hard, but then when you actually get into Ooh. it, it was crazy. Absolutely crazy, but you still found a way to watch sports. Well, not watch sports, <laughs> listen to Get sport. some sports, Get yeah. To, I, I sat in my driveway, um, I turned on the... I heard Bob Uecker for the first time call a baseball game in... Maybe I don't even remember if I've ever heard him do a game. Oh, really? Before. I have to think that I would have. Yeah. But I certainly don't recall it. And how many more games has he got left, sadly? Yes. This is your, what, 50 for him? Is that what it is? I think so, in the organization, anyways. Um, yeah, I listened, I, I listened to the Twins and the Brewers, and the sound effects, that they it, it's the radio call. It was the Brewers radio feed, obviously. They do have a little hum of the crowd. Mm-hmm. Of course, there's no crowd. But what jumped off the speakers to me in my car was this they must have microphones everywhere you mean the sound of the bat hitting the ball was as vivid as you can picture in your mind really that's it was awesome. really really good uh, i'm glad i did i can't remember the last time i listened to a baseball game uh, it was better than nothing i'm not a reader unless it's the racing form and i <laughs> didn't have one um i'm sure that i could have found a book if i really Maybe I couldn't have. <laughs> um, but then there's no power once the sun goes yeah, down, yeah. right? So I just sat in the car, drank beer, 
uh, you know, did the normal stuff, waited till 8.30, yeah. uh, then went outside, put uh, on the, by candlelight, I, I grilled my dinner at, uh, I don't know, 9.45 or whatever, put a sausage sandwich on the grill and fired <laughs> that bad boy up and came in at about five minutes before 10. Trent, the feeling you get when you're in the dark, mm-hmm. totally, and all of a sudden, boom, the lights come on, the air conditioner comes on. It's just euphoric, right? You got the power back. And, and that's what it felt like. But I feel bad. There's a lot of people that still, you know, going with... Bondurant doesn't have it. Yeah. Parts of Ankeny don't. A lot of Des Moines doesn't. We're getting ready to leave this afternoon. Oh, you're we, leaving this afternoon? Yeah, wow. we're going to cut the trip in half today and get over to Kearney. We're driving out to Colorado. And what do we do? Do we just... I think it's Kearney. Kearney? Yeah. We just do you just leave the food in the fridge and just dump it all when we get home? No, you cross your fingers. That that will yeah, it'll come on at some yep. point before we leave. That, that's the hope, I guess. Here, well, but. and I saw a tweet. Finally, was able to see Twitter, but I had to get in the car and, and leave. Um, and Tommy Birch, I think, was the one that retweeted it from Mid American Multi Day Event. Oh yeah, in yeah. quotations, and that's what we've heard Oof. also, at least in our spot in West Des Moines. That it's looking like it's going to be a couple of days. Uh, just up a further, a little bit further towards Valley High School from where we live, and there's the fire station right there in the corner too. It looked like they were good at least when I drove by this morning, mm-hmm. but we will see. Fingers crossed, and uh, away we go, right? Yeah, away we go, and away you'll go, and you'll go off to Colorado. Well, again, coming up on the program today, uh, where did we get to? Mitch Holtis in the eleven o'clock hour, Nate Toyd on the Des Moines Buccaneers. What do they have planned? What are they going to do? Uh, the damage was uh, significant, to say the least. If you've seen any of the pictures or the videos of Buccaneer Arena, does that mean is now the time to? I mean, well, we'll find out from Nate Toyd. I'm not sure they'll have any. Answers today. I mean, we're not even 24 hours in uh, to this. It was about what, uh, maybe 11 o'clock yesterday morning, 10:30 or so yesterday morning, uh, when when the storm hit. But Nate Toit and then Zuba Mahente, uh, 11:25. It's been a couple of weeks since we've spoken with Zubin. Uh, he and his colleagues are busy rehearsing as they will begin their uh, morning show uh, coming up on Monday. But Zubin will join us. We'll go around the world of sports with Zubin, and we'll do so uh, at 11.25 today. Trent, I feel better about... Uh, I don't know. That's not the right word. I'm Optimistic? Not, yeah, well, sure. That's good. That's a good one. Um, I think that a lot of Power Five conference presidents, commissioners, went into the Oval Office, lifted the switch off the nuclear button, mm-hmm. And before they pushed, they paused. I, I think we were that close, if you will, to blowing up college sports, in particular football, which would blow up college sports as we know them. And I think, and I could be wrong, um, that there was a... Let's wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. Let's make sure we really want to do this. And now we're hearing, going to hear, I guess the, the uh, presidents are going to hear from a bunch of... Um, uh, a bunch of medical experts today because it's it's more than the virus. I guess the heart uh, ramifications are playing a significant role. Brain comes into thing. I think our organs damaged potentially. Mm-hmm. If you contract this, what does it do down the road? Yeah, you might not show any signs. You might be perfectly healthy. You might think that this was just water off a duck's back. You know, I got it, but I mean, it's really not that bad. Yeah. Uh, but then come down the road, we find out that there are some lingering effects. So I think that that's going to be a talker today. But I mean, the free, Detroit Free Press yesterday posted online 
the the Big Ten had canceled football. Yes, yeah, and it was official. It was official, right? And I, I remind people that the Detroit Free Press is the paper of record in the state of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that'll, by the way, has you know, anyways. Yeah, and that's what it felt like. You said. Cuban miss, Missile Crisis, I'm, I'm sure, I know you love yeah, that's a good one too. war history, yep. how close it was, yep. and you read some of those stories, people that were there, just how close it mm-hmm. was to setting off a nuclear war right. between us and the USSR. You have that, I, I heard it put this way, and I really liked it, and people kept calling it a Hail Mary. It's, it's more than a Hail Mary, though. All right, it's fourth and goal, but you're at your 50. You had a bunch of penalties, you're backed up, and you hit that Hail Mary. But now you got to get an onside kick. You're still down a touchdown. Right. You got to get the onside but kick. But you got to fight. You got to score. It is still a huge uphill climb here. Well, but not the, for Nebraska. They're playing. They're, they're playing. Yeah. yeah, they're playing. But the blowback that Kevin Warren saw uh-huh. was this just a trial balloon? I don't know, Trent. I don't. Th- I don't think that that's how he rolls. I don't think so either. But I think you said that pause was there, and mm-hmm. I agree with that. And looking around the landscape and realizing. What else is out there? What other people are doing and what a bad look it would be for the Big Ten yeah. if they went off in this island, even right. with the Pac-12 with them. But the Big 12 yeah. and the ACC and the SEC still played. And by the sounds of things, specifically the ACC and the SEC, mm. they are pushing to play. Yes. Big 12, I think, is... They're in the middle. Right in the middle, right? They're yeah. kind of Switzerland so far. I agree with that. Big Ten was on the precipice. Pac-12 seems like they're followers at this point. Yesterday morning, uh, and I read so many things last night, I apologize, I don't remember which one of these things this came from, but said, yesterday morning the Big 12 was on the side of the Pac-12 and the Big Ten. As the day progressed, mm-hmm. they moved closer to the SEC-ACC side of things. Mm-hmm. Now, as you see how things go out and how they played out, certainly on social media, you can understand that, but... What a wild day that was, huh? Just it so was, much going on. Yeah, it was uh, one extreme to the other. It was, um, <laughs> yeah, that's a good way to put it. It was, a, it was a wild day. What is today going to bring? Well, we're um, we didn't schedule anybody to college football related. I guess other than, well, of course, Zubin will uh, talk some college uh, college sports with us. But we'll we'll save it until I think we have a little bit of clarity. We'd uh, be like everybody else right now, kind of speculating, and sadly, like a lot of people, in the dark uh, here in Des Moines as they still wait for the uh, the power to come back on. Anyways, uh, so that's the lineup of the show today as we take you up until noon. Uh, David Kaplan is moving. Did you see that? He's moving seven to. Uh, seven to ten, seven to ten on okay. ESPN. So you know what that means for us. Selfishly, we get him live. We'll get Cappy live now. Tomorrow I will tape him. Mm-hmm. I guess tape him for the last time, right? Yeah, uh, because uh, th- that's starting Monday. Starting Monday, yeah, wow. starting Monday in Chicago. So we'll get Cappy live going forward. So you and I won't have to fight the chores. This some again. I say it every time. <laughs> ten to noon. I've done every slot in radio, yeah. except for I haven't done afternoons. Late afternoon, the Murph and Andy slot is by far the best. By far the best. It's a good one. It really is. Ryan wants to join the program, and he's welcome to do so. Ryan, how are you, sir? Doing good. A couple of things. The, the health risks are always there, whether they're playing or not, but would, would it, wouldn't it come down to are they being put at more risk? If yeah. it would just be a general student or in the football program, and if it's more risk, I imagine it would have to be. But I don't know how you'd answer that question. I, I don't either. Yeah. I really I, don't. Ryan, I'm, I'm with you. I think these, a, a big percentage, I'll just say, not a majority, but a big percentage of these players are much healthier being tested, 
I have a better chance of catching if something happens than just being in part of the general population on campus or even going back home and doing things remotely. They're going to be tested. These players are going to be tested, and I think because of that, this is safer for them than just being part of the general student population. And, and we forget they are all, are adults and can make the choice for themselves. Yeah, but the choice might be made for them. That's that's yeah. the thing, Ryan. I mean, they might not have a. Sadly, I don't think they're going to they have a big say. Out, though, correct, though. They what now? But, I mean, can't they can't they sit out if they? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I see what you mean. If they if they do have a uh, the green light is given to go forward, they can choose. I see what you mean, Ryan. I misunderstood you. Yes, absolutely, and they will not lose their scholarship. So they do have a choice there. Mm-hmm. Get your point. Anything else, Ryan? Nope, that's it. Good job, guys. Yep, appreciate the call. Appreciate the call. Yeah, I misunderstood him. It's it's this back and forth that we continue to play. Mm-hmm. We have all taken a moral backseat for football. Well, we know it does. Yeah. It, it can turn your mind into soup. Yeah, it's kicking football. Yeah, CTE. Right. We know what happens, what can uh-huh. happen to a lot of these players. Yep. And we push that aside. Same thing here. We don't know. It's a virus. Virus mm-hmm. attacks organs. Mm-hmm. We look at the Red Sox pitcher, Rodriguez. He has a heart. Do we know it's exactly from that? We don't know. People are pointing that. Mm-hmm. Is it a direct correlation? What does that mean? He has some inflammation now, but he's going to be fine in six months, a uh, year, two years, ten, ten years? Ten years. I think I think the, the ten years is the question mm-hmm. that the, that these people, uh, the medical professionals, are struggling with. But Look. But if you're okay... With these guys going out there, banging their heads together for from the time they, I mean, tackle football starts mm-hmm. up in Ankeny, where you're from, in third grade. Does it really? And you can play flag or you can yeah. play tackle. Yeah. And playing all the way through college and then the pros. Uh-huh. And how many years of pounding that puts. We're okay with that. Right. But this is all of a sudden where these national college football writers are, this is where they're going to put their foot down. Come on. I don't think it's the writers trying. I I don't get. I I see that a lot. I I see the it's it's, it's the college football writers are the ones that are um, going to. Dis- Darren Ravel is blamed for canceling college football. I mean, please, <laughs> yeah. Darren Ravel. No one is listening to Darren Ravel, or for that matter, Ken Miller or Trent Condon, yes, or anybody. They're listening to the medical. Or at least I hope the medical professionals um, and to. Like ultimately, the presidents are going to make this decision. But as we learn when it comes to CTE, and the NFL is paying a huge price mm-hmm. for uh, lawsuits going back to you know decades of, of former players, I won't be around to see it. But thirty years from now, are there going to be colleges caught up in lawsuits when it comes to the Big Ten went forward, and I played college football? And because of that, it exacerbated the COVID that, who knows? We don't know. Uh, we just, we don't know. But the, I, I do think that what felt like, you know what it felt like, Trent? It felt like when, I'm trying to think of the year, when uh, the Friday of 2000, and I think it was, when, when was the implosion of the Big 12? Oh. Was it 2009, 10? I was working with right, Peralt. So. Right in that range, yeah. So, a Friday at 7 o'clock, mm-hmm. although I'm sure I had a taped piece. <laughs> Whenever I got off on Friday, I felt like on Monday I would come back and the Big 12 was blown up and we don't know where Iowa State's going I, to Yes, reside. I remember that very vividly. And I thought that we were at that point. And yesterday I kind of thought we were at that point regarding the cancellation of college football. Well, I came back to work on Monday and things had changed. Mm-hmm. And I got up on Tuesday morning and I kind of felt different than I did yesterday. And in, in, in a lot of ways I felt 
Um, I thought yesterday was coming to an end. Yeah, 2020. I, mm-hmm. I didn't, and I, I'm still I jumped not... over after after the show, and I was on WHO giving them an update just about. I talked about the Detroit Free Press article. Yeah, Big Ten football is over. Right. I said that on WHO, and then here we are. Less, less than 24 hours later, it's a different and, feel. Let's keep our fingers crossed. Indeed. Uh, let's get Sean in here. We're going to get to Brian Walton. We're going to talk some Cardinals. What in the world are they going to do? How in the world are they going to do it? We know what they'd like to do. By the way, just real, Sean, I'll get you in just a second here. Um, Mike Clevenger for the Cleveland Indians. Is oh. this not the biggest idiot maybe in sports? I don't put Gobert in that category. I know what he did. He looked like a fool the mm-hmm. night that COVID hit. But he really brought COVID to the forefront and what it really meant, in my opinion. Sure. But for Mike Clevenger to actually be out uh, with Plezak in Chicago and Plezak gets susp- or gets quarantined, is not allowed to fly home with the team, and Clevenger knows that this is happening to a teammate that he was sitting beside in the bar or the get-together, and for him not to say a word and actually go to team meetings and get on the flight and fly home with the Cleveland Indians, for him to keep that to himself? Trent, if this kid wasn't an ace, and I believe he is... Mm -hmm. I mean, if you if he was, this was football and he's a Dallas Cowboy and he's a scrub, Jimmy Johnson's cutting him, right? No doubt. If he's the 53rd man on the roster, Jimmy Johnson's going to send a message. But Clevenger's not that guy. Uh, but what a fool. What a fool to do that to your teammates. And we talked about the Indians just yesterday, and I, I told you how I'd heard the Indians had been as stringent as anybody yes. in baseball. And, and you, sh- you saw that with Plesek getting sent home. And, mm-hmm. and made to drive home. Figure out your way home because right. you're not coming with us. Right. And to be there with him yeah. and not say, I made a mistake too. And then to sit Own in the team meeting it. when Plesek, when, when, yes. when they, all right, so this is what happened last night. So Plesek went out, we're going to have to, uh, he's going to be in quarantine and this is what we're going to do going forward. And to just sit there like a church mouse and not say a word. Can get away with it? Apparently, I mean, look, but here to be fair. I mean, this guy gets up every morning, looks in the mirror, and thinks that this is a good haircut. Right. <laughs> right? So maybe he doesn't have the... And maybe uh, not the sharpest yeah, tool. Yeah, I got you. Uh, Sean, welcome to the program. Sean, thanks for being patient. What is on your mind, sir? Well, I think it all begins and ends with proximate cause. I think that there's kind of perverse um, disincentives here where these college programs, like Scott Frost said... They can contact Trace. They can do all of these things, right, to make them safer than regular students. The problem is, on the liability side, there's going to be that paper trail of coulda, woulda, shoulda that would not exist with regular students. But uh, that's what I think that it is. But I did go to the fine University of Nebraska and Lincoln (laughs) Go Cornhuskers. Oh, it's a wonderful sorry, stadium, sorry, Sean. Sean. No, Sean, look at it. It's, a, it's a, my love Memorial Stadium. I had a blast there. I lived in Lincoln one fall and, and had just a tremendous time. Sean, what's the bar where they, uh, the, the old lady sings and the place is just absolutely packed on a Friday night? Do you know what I'm talking about? It's downtown Lincoln, and it's, um, God. Uh, oh, I haven't been there in a while. You know, me neither. Um, it was the 90s for me. Oh, and I didn't even really experience it during the 90s that's kind of the thing is and i know you iowans don't believe me when i say this but like i loved it during the callahan years i mean <laughs> everybody's the putting me 
I mean, it is. But like, it's just like being a Cubs fan, right? Yeah, How many yeah. years did the Cubs wait? Um, but I don't think all of us are like reliving this '90s. You know. Yeah, that's a, you, they, you, your fan base gets painted with a pretty big brush. Sean, listen, I got to run. Thanks for coming on. Yep, yep. Uh, we have Stephen Sipple. In fact, they'll have him in the next couple of days at some point to uh, to talk about what's going on over there. All right, we'll take a time out before we do that. Let's help somebody. Well, hopefully, anyways, maybe you got some cleanup in the yard, cut down some trees, or have somebody come in to do it. Like to put some money in your pocket to help you out, Kex. You know, when iHeart want to help you with those bills, text the keyword SMILE to 200, 200 right now. Your chance to win $1,000. SMILE to 200 200 you'll get a confirmation text and info standard data and message rates apply in this nationwide contest hi brian walton from the uh, st louis cardinals next mitch holt is still to come this hour miller in condon till noon des moines sports station 1460 kxno 107.net On a Tuesday morning, welcome in. Thanks for being with us. 1460 KXNO and 106.3 FM. Mitch Holtis in 20 minutes, the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs in his daily spot. As we talk Chiefs throughout training camp, we get hard knocks tonight at 9 o'clock. Ooh, I forgot about yes, that. Yes, indeed. Going to be a fun night. Uh, let's get uh, Brian Walton in here. The CardinalNation.com has not been easy being a Cardinal fan or covering the Cardinals. Uh, they will miss after the double dip was now been postponed against the Tigers. Brian, I think that's what, 17 games will have been shelved uh, due to the virus. Is that the right number, Brian? And I think that, I think the most important thing, Ken, is that uh, only eight of them have not been rescheduled. Right now, and this is a big if, if the Cardinals could pick up play on Friday night, as the schedule calls for, they would get 52 games in. And the question is, you know, can they make up the other eight? They've kind of run out of open places to jam in games on the schedule. So, you know, it's going to be tough. But is 52 games a legitimate season when other teams are playing 64? In some cases, like the Cubs and the Brewers and the Tigers, they're going to play less than 60 also because they lost those games with the Cardinals. Yeah, it's going to come, you'd figure, down to win percentages mm-hmm. around. They're going to go there. How much is too much, though, when you're trying to get this many games in, both as it pertains to double headers and how many days off would you need? Let's say that they are finally able to start up this weekend. They go all the way through the end of the year. What would be fair to them? Days off in between through this course through the end of September. Well, you're on a great point, Trent, and that, that's why I think it's going to be hard to put those other games on the schedule. If you look at September, the Cardinals have three straight weeks in September where they're playing either eight or nine games Jeez. without a day off. So, you know, that bag is pretty much full already. Mm. And, and by the way, you've got travel issues to try to make up these games, right? Because the Cardinals don't play Detroit. So either Detroit would have to fly to St. Louis or St. Louis would have to fly to Detroit just for one game, one doubleheader. And so, you know, I just think, you know, it's sort of, gotten close to reaching the breaking point in terms of how many more games they can jam into the schedule. Brian, where did where did the, uh, this come off the rails? Was it just returning to play too quickly? What, what, I guess, is being blamed for where we're at right now? Well, I mean, if you want to go back to the cause, what happened was, reportedly, that there was a Cardinal player who came into contact with an associate who was asymptomatic. And it was what they're calling an honest mistake. But that Cardinal got then the virus, and then it spread through the clubhouse. 
So that was the original issue. It wasn't anybody going to a casino or strip clubs or any of that malarkey that's out there. At least, you know, if they have, nobody's provided any proof of it. Mm -hmm. But in terms of what got away from them after they quarantined, they MLB's guidelines, their trigger was two days without a positive test. And then, okay, Cardinals, you can travel home. Well, the Cardinals had two days without a positive test. They all got on the airplane. They worked out Thursday they, or Wednesday. They worked out Thursday. And boom, now they got a positive test again. So, you know, you restart the whole quarantine. What they discovered in their contact tracing was that they had one case where there was an eight-day period between when the person was exposed wow. and when it incubated and they became positive. Well, you know, no matter all the testing in the world isn't going to change the incubation period that it takes for the virus. But they had another case where the, the, it, they, the person showed positive after two days. So what do you do? I mean, realistically, the, the, if you were most concerned about safety, you would take the CDC guidelines and say quarantine for 14 days, period. But they don't want to do that. So at the beginning of this, a lot of people assume you get a positive case, you move them along, you quarantine them, and then you just go to that 60-man roster with the taxi squad and you just go there. Why has it not gone that route? And is it just too difficult to do that while you're waiting tests for so many different people? Well, yeah, the question is, again, not replacing the players that have tested positive, but the other players that were exposed to the players that tested positive and you bring in other players, but if the players that are still there are sick, that's going to get all the new guys sick as well. So, you know, at some point you've got to stop, which is what they did. You've got to stop and let the players get well. I mean, the alternative of bringing in the alternate players, I guess if you brought in a whole separate team and whole separate coaches and just started to play and let everybody, you know, but, but that's not realistic. That's not practical either. Uh, Brian Walton, the CardinalNation.com. Brian, what are they? Uh, what are they doing now? Are they at least the healthy ones? Are they able to practice? Can they do anything, Brian? Only on their own. No, they're all in really. Uh, yeah, and you know the, the the hope was that they would go through and get a couple more positive tests, and so you know we hope to have a, a Zoom call with uh, John Mozeliak, the president of Baseball Ops, tonight. And, you know, the, the, the news that they would hope to see is that their Sunday and Monday tests all came back uh, negative, and then the discussion would be, you know, when could they get back together and start to work out to hopefully resume play this weekend. But, you know, again, there's this whole question in the back of your mind saying, well, you know, do, do some of those players, are, you know, is it still incubating? Could they get more positives? And the possibility definitely exists. If they can't play this weekend, Brian, I mean, let's, let's go worst case scenario, if you will. So they, they're supposed to go to Chicago and they're supposed to stay in Chicago for a week. But if that is, is there going to come a point that, I mean, I, I don't know what the solution would be. You just can't ask them to stop. Um, or can you? What, what's the, what's the nuclear option here? As far as if, if we're not good for this weekend, if they can't get, uh, into Chicago to play the White Sox and they go across town to play the Cubs, is there a spot on the calendar where Major League Baseball is looking at it? And if it's just, if they're not good to go then, do you just shut them down and forfeit them? I and mean, I don't know. Well, you know, it's, it's interesting. Rob Manford has kept a pretty low profile, uh, <laughs> for some time, actually, since since they started playing again. But Derek Gould of the St. Louis Post-Dispatch got him on the phone yesterday, and he basically asked that question. And Manfred waved it off and said, you know, we're not to that point. We think the Cardinals are going to get back, and, you know, they only want to talk about the positive that, you know, they'll get back on the field. You know, the, the, the question is, though, not only the impact on the Cardinals, but on the rest of the league as well, because right. these other teams, right, they can't play 60 if they don't play St. Louis. So, you know, even if they 
even if the Cardinals can't get back right away, I think the impact on the rest of the game is such that they're still going to try to find a way to get St. Louis to play, even if it only turns out to be 50 games or 45 games or whatever. But that's just a guess because nobody's saying. So these guys are working out on their own, and the guys that are healthy that have had a positive test. But we've seen the huge spike in injuries to yeah, pitchers. That's a great point, Trent. Now you're talking about guys. Who, was there, wasn't there a player that uh, with the Cardinals that was throwing into his mattress in his hotel yes, room? Yes, it just yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they brought they brought yeah. equipment into the players at the Fister Hotel in Milwaukee, and so they were all you know trying to do the best they can. Yeah. Now at least the players are you know at their homes in St. Louis, and even those who a number of the players who tested positive, we want to be clear, they're asymptomatic, so they're yeah. you know they think they're as healthy as you and me, but they're carrying the virus. So those guys could still work out. They can work on their exercise machines, or they can throw, or they can run, or they can do whatever they can do. But that's not baseball shape, and and you're right, Trent. I mean, Mm -hmm. the injuries across the game, especially with pitchers, even on the healthy teams, Mm -hmm. are are alarming. Now you're going to take a team like the Cardinals that have stopped and started two different times, and now you're going to try to bring those guys back with just a couple of days of practice and expect them to play at at a major league quality level. That's a lot to ask. Doesn't baseball have to... Let them have it at least uh, as they've cut down to twenty-eight man roster. Let the Cardinals have a thirty-man roster when they come back. There has to be something special put in here, even if you say it has to be two extra pitchers. Whatever it is, you can't expect them to go out there with the games they have in front of them and all these double headers. And their rules are going to have to be different. It feels like. Well, there's been a lot of question about that, not just for the number of active players, but also the 40-man roster, because everybody says, well, they've got that whole 60-man pool. Well, the problem is they are still limited to a 40-man roster, and so if you want to take those other 20 players and bring them up, you've got to risk taking 20 other players off now or later, and that math just doesn't work. But again, at this point, Major League Baseball has not allowed announced any relaxing of the rules other than to say, mm. okay, we're not going to force you to go from 28 to 26 uh, you know, next week like the original plan was. Uh, so, 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 Brian, here we are. It's the, what's the date there? The 11th. Uh, they're scheduled to play on Friday, the 14th. When will they get together for the first time as a team? Can they pr- will they practice on Thursday? Will they do anything before hitting the field uh, a guaranteed rate on, uh, on Friday night? Well, they would, they would have to, Ken. They would, they would have to. And, you know, again, we're going to find out tonight what they have to say. But, you know, if you follow the past scenario, which they're saying they want to be more cautious, if they had two days of positive tests, Sundays and Mondays tests, they conceivably could go back and do some practice on Wednesday, tomorrow, okay. and Thursday, before they get on the plane for Chicago. But, uh, again, you know, that was a time frame they tried before that failed. So, you know, your guess is as good as mine. Hmm. What in the world? <laughs> this is absolutely crazy. Do you anticipate they're going to be back this weekend? I do, although I wonder whether they might wait till Saturday. Now, an interesting thing, and it may be nothing, but the White Sox moved the time of their Saturday game I from afternoon to evening. Yeah. And that could be to allow time one for one more days of test results to come in. Because if they waited to start the series on Saturday, that would have given the Cardinals basically six or seven days of positive tests not just two or three. And that may be the confidence level that Major League Baseball is looking for to try to allow them to return. 
Uh, I remember watching. I don't remember the date. Uh, there's the um, Rich Hill Ponce de Leon game. Remember? Do you remember that game? Ah, yes. And we talked about it the next morning. <laughs> Brian, we might have had you on that day or something yeah. like that because it rings a bell. They haven't played. I'm looking right now. It is uh, 29th of July was the last time that the team took the field. 29th of July. Isn't that amazing? It really is. Isn't that amazing? And the two and the two pitchers they faced for the Twins in that series, Homer Bailey and Rich Hill, immediately got hurt and went on the injured yeah, list right true. after that. <laughs> yeah. Crazy, crazy times. Yeah. Brian Walton. Brian, thank you. Uh, if indeed there is a Zoom call tonight, I'm sure we'll be able to read about it at CardinalNation.com shortly after or certainly uh, at some point early tomorrow. You'll have something up, I'm assuming? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, we're all anxious to find out, you know, when and how this the season can resume. And the Cardinals said they want to err on the side of caution. The question will be just how much caution. Well, just uh, out of curiosity, is do you have a scheduled time yet just so we can be looking uh, at Twitter to see what comes out of it? Because I'm sure you guys will, all the uh, uh, the uh, Cardinals media will be tweeting at some point. What time is it scheduled? Absolutely not. Absolutely. <laughs> we don't know until two minutes before That's they the talk goes, what time huh? they're going to. We get a text message, and we all run to our computers. Good stuff, Brian Walton. Thank you. Yep, take care. Good to talk to you, Brian Walton. TheCardinalNation.com. Let's take a peek here. We are approximately mm-hmm. a third of the way through the season. Uh, well, yeah, what, what, 17 or 18 games yep. most teams have yep. played. Or some teams have played. Some teams, yeah. yeah. yeah you can't go that route. Right. The playoff picture today. Oh, if we, the playoffs were to start today, Trent? All right. <laughs> So, in the National League East, uh-huh. it would be the Marlins and the Braves. And we all saw that coming. Right. Add that. <laughs> Cubs yeah. and Reds. Rockies, Dodgers. Cubs and Reds. And okay. Reds. And then your two wild card teams. Cubs. You know what? The Rockies are one of the stories of baseball. Yeah, they are. are. Would be the Padres. And... Are, they going, are we going percentage-wise? It would be the... Uh, Ooh, it's tough to find that second team. It is. 438. The Phillies. The Phillies get in. The Phillies would be in. Your top seed would be the Chicago Cubs. Who would they choose? Uh, Can't be a division winner, so they can't choose the Marlins. No, 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 no. I was going to say the Phillies. Is it the Phillies? I think so. I think so, probably. That would be the the top choice there. Your American League. Yankees race. Okay. And so Chalk is holding, their form is holding. Twins Tigers. Surprises me with the Tigris. A's. Yeah. Astros still get in. They're half game up of the Rangers. I hope they do get in, Trent, because I hope they get in and get humiliated. And so. your wild card teams, the Indians. No yep. surprise. Nope. And the Baltimore Orioles. Really? The Orioles are in right now. That's wild. So the Marlins the, and the Orioles are in the playoffs. Yeah. So the A's would get the top choice. They would obviously choose the Orioles. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. Sure. Or would it be the Tigers? No. Yeah. yeah. Well, decision. Pro- well, I was, maybe, I don't know what the answer is. I keep going back and forth. I'm about to say Orioles and the Tigers make more sense. I don't know. It's fun. It is. I'm just sort of glad we've got it. They're talking about bubble for postseason. Yes, I've seen that. Mm-hmm. Makes three, a lot of sense, cities. doesn't it? It absolutely does. you got to do it. If you're going to get through the regular season, you damn sure want to get through the playoffs. In order to do that, though, you have to send all the teams... And then they have to quarantine for 14 days, right, when they get well, there. Well, that's the, the, the in a perfect world. To make it work, to actually make the bubble work, that's what you have to uh-huh. do. So that means all of a sudden the playoffs are going to get two weeks off. It's a lot more difficult than that. Just throw them in a bubble. Right. 
Logistically, yeah, yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, Mitch Holtis will join us next. We will talk to the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs as we do at uh, 10.50 every single day during training camp. Trent and I with you until noon. It's Miller and Condon, weekdays 10 to noon on Des Moines Sports Station, 1460. KXNO and 10... Ken Miller, Trent Condon, Miller and Condon on 1460 KXNO. And now on 106.3 FM. Welcome back, Miller and Condon, Des Moines Sports Station, 1460 KXNO, 106.3 FM. Time to talk about the Kansas City Chiefs. Papa John's sponsors, we'll get into them more later on here in the segment. Uh, he is the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, Mitch Holtis, in his regular spot. Mitch, Trent, and Ken, thanks for coming on. How are you? Uh, doing great right now because I'm in Curtis Field. I'm about 150 yards away uh, following the rules and protocol, but I'm here. This is like you're in your game run away and it's come back and you found it two weeks later. That's the feeling here. I'm just giddy. <laughs> I'm with you, Mitch. You know what? It, it kind of feels like football. Are you a Hard Knocks fan? That's where I was going. It feels like football to me. When Hard Knocks comes back, yeah, we would have had the Hall of Fame game by now, and I love that for that reason. It is kind of the lid lifter on the season. But so was Hard Knocks for me. Are you a fan? Let's put it this way. We were just discussing that among our socially distanced crew here. Glenn Conley's on our staff there. He used to be with the Rams. He experienced hard knocks in the flesh in, what, 15? The Jeff Fisher Rams, yep. Am I a fan externally? Yeah. Internally, no. It can single-handedly ruin a team. Let's put it this way. Do you guys want a secret camera in your uh, place of business all week long (laughs) and just hidden cameras where you're going, I can't believe Miller, what an idiot. (laughs) What's he want to do? And all of a sudden it's on that night. And Trent said it, and you're going, the next work, next day you go to work, and there's Trent, and you're like, hey, bud, what's that? <laughs> right. I mean, we all, we all want to watch the car wreck. We just don't want to be in the car wreck. And honestly, Hard Knocks, for the most part, for many years, has been a car wreck for the teams that they're showing. Mm-hmm. Tell, us- me a great year Tell me a team that's had a great year out of it. Yeah. Tell yeah. Me. And, I mean, okay. it's Say it again? There, there's not oh, a whole yeah, lot there. Uh, okay. Hey, right. you know okay. what? Wait, with that, Mitch. Yeah, I've got. A, you know what? I got a jump off. I got a jump off. You okay, Mitch? Yeah, I've got a jump off. Oh, okay. Okay, that just put on that McCall Hardman piece. I talked about yep. him possibly being a breakthrough. So, gotcha. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Okay. Thanks, Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Briefly. Yes. Yeah. They. Uh, that was weird. The, the protocol must have said, "Hey, get off your cell phone." Not the only thing that makes sense, maybe. So my my uh, my headphones were breaking up. I oh, I got you. Is that what it was? He's self. He's not maybe. allowed to be there. Well, I, I think he's allowed to be there, but maybe he can't have anything electronic oh, with him. Wow, could have been something like that. Oh. Regardless, though, we do get to hear from. A very fast football player. Yeah, indeed he is. Uh, McCole Hartman, who uh, had a big impact on that Houston comeback, and uh, as the season went on, started to really make his rookie season mean something. It just takes, you know, get better at every day, uh, catching every every ball, you know, all the balls I can catch. But I think with my playmaking ability, you know, the speed that I have, I can, you know, I can change the game in an instant. So, you know, the best way I can help the team with that, you know, I'm going to try my best and, you know, give my all that, at that aspect of it. 
Remember when he was taken, Trent? It was mm-hmm. uh, the Tyreek Hill that was the yep. draft the in uh, yeah, Nashville, right? And we came mm-hmm. down that Hill's uh, going to be, uh, or he's in a, uh, some hot water. And mm-hmm. uh, they grabbed Nicole, Nicole Hardman and thought that this was going to be the next Tyreek Hill. He's a good player. Yes. He, he's, he's got a, uh, at least you'd have to think, a chance to make an impact. That's all they need, right? Clyde edwards Lair, Tyreek Hill, <laughs> Hardman, Travis Kelsey yeah. is good at tight end. Uh, in the league, maybe uh, the side of George, George Kittle. Kittle. Yeah. yeah, him and Kittle, the two at the top of that list. Um, and of course, no Fant. Oh, oh I'm there. on board with there. no Fant. Yes, well, I am. Got to get a quarterback that can get him the ball. Now, listen here, smarty pants. They've got one. What's his name? <laughs> What's well, Drew Locke? I'm oh, glad you asked. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of that, hey, your Broncos. Yep. I saw this, I think, a week ago. Do you see how they're entering and exiting yes. the practice field? You're For right. people that haven't seen this, it's incredible. It's kind of like going through, you know, before you used to, when you used to fly before they put your hands in your head and the th- thing that goes around mm-hmm. you, they, you'd go through that, uh, I guess it's a metal detector, right? And it's kind of the same thing, but there's a spray on the sides and uh, over top of your mm-hmm. head. And it's a little mist it is. that yep. comes out, and I guess it's there to kill the virus that might be lingering on your clothing or wherever. It, it was incredible. So I see this video on Twitter. I'm, how real? I mean, okay, I get it. Yeah. They're not spraying you know, hand sanitizer on them, though, as they're coming out in the field. So I found a piece, I think it was in the Denver Post, about it. And this disinfectant that they're using kills every microbe possible, including what would be turned into COVID-19 mm-hmm. as they're entering the field. It just, it was crazy to see them. It looks like they're going through, you see those big mist fans that they have on yeah, the sidelines yeah, in August and right. September football games. It's, it's almost that kind of mist coming mm-hmm. out, but it's a disinfectant that yeah, just don't supposedly, drink it. Yeah, supposedly helps these guys out. And then I wondered, was well, everybody doing this? I don't know. I've only seen Denver do yeah, it. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen also. Uh-huh. But you got to figure there's going to be a lot of people at the forefront pictures that you, you would have to think that the 31 other teams Trent would be trying to get one in, yes. installed at their place and then do they make both teams go through the misting process before right. they play on a Sunday um, you, you see the story the trickle down from college football if indeed it implodes right is how anxious the NFL is for some of those Saturday dates oh I bet you know we, we talked about that way back mm-hmm. in God before the draft I think uh, that the NFL is eyeing some of those other days they'd love to play a Saturday Saturday night game. Mm-hmm. We'll see. So they'd have Thursday. Uh, they don't play Friday, at least for now. Right. <laughs> Saturday. That could change. And Sunday, then Monday. Because uh, I'm convinced, look, if indeed it all blows up with college football, that the NFL is going to be, come hell or high water, going to try and get to pull this off. I really, truly believe that. How difficult is it going to be for the NFL in comparison to college is just, it's so different. Because... We're not talking about professionals here. Mm-hmm. We've seen some of the issues in baseball, and the Cardinals have turned out to be the great outlier here. All right, but it still has worked. Mm-hmm. Hasn't been perfect. Nope. Do you well, think they, we're going to see a crackdown? Sim- baseball is cracked down. Right. Do you think we'll see a similar course here? I do. In the NFL, there's going to be canceled games. Yeah. There'll be games. Probably. That, yeah. And it very well could be. All right. Are you going to take this eight and six team, or is it mm-hmm. going to be a nine and seven? All right. We get to do, do win percentage. 
they got to figure all that out too. Uh, yeah, I'm sure they've got a plan. I mean, I want to think. Well, MLB just kind of did it on the fly, and yeah, maybe well, you have to do that. Uh, the NFL did not have a force majeure contact yeah. or a clause in their contract with the players. So just when you think that these guys are, you know, above and beyond in the smarts category, they come up a little short with that one. I, I I'm still, I, I still think we're gonna have NFL football. I think you're right. Yeah, they got to make it. Yeah, they got to make a go of it. Yep. Will there be anybody in the stands? Nope. Nope. At all? I don't think you can allow one team to have fans and the other not to have fans. At least to begin. Right, right, in the beginning. That's yeah. kind of the speculation, that mm-hmm. the, that there's going to be no fans. I think Lambo didn't Lambo come out last yeah. week? The Packers came out last week and said at least for the month of September there'll be no fans at Lambo Field. What is the best home field advantage when there's fans? It's so... Yeah. I think it's got to be, right? Yeah. You have- Kansas City's really good. It's good, yep. Loud. Lambo is really good. Um, Saints That's Superdome yeah. is loud as hell. Throw that up there. Uh-huh. Pittsburgh eh. outdoors though, crappy field, T- difficult to kick in. Yep, that one end for yes. sure. Uh, it's it's hard to. I mean, that's why the point spread's always three for the most part. Seattle always is I the one so. that jumps out to me. Mm-hmm. The twelve home of the twelfth man. Yeah. Very loud, new building. Mm-hmm. Kind of right on you, kind of mm-hmm. like Kinnick. Right, yeah. In a lot of ways. All right, well, we didn't get the uh, full uh, compliment of Mitch Holtis today. Hopefully he'll play by the rules tomorrow. Shakaroni. Mm-hmm. Now, Shakaroni, Papa John's, Tom Donaldson, and the crew. Uh, and they're good people. Yes, they, they are. really are. And uh, we're grateful to them for making Mitch possible for us uh, daily here uh, during tra- training camp. And then he'll join us every week, once a week, during the regular season. I want to talk to Nate Toit. What happened at Des Moines Buccaneer Arena, and what does that mean going forward? We'll find out from Nate Toit. Zuma Mahente coming up as well. We're here until noon, 1460, 106.3.